the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. Tis indeed another edition of the Feed of Five podcast. We got two scoops on the menu, a little double dip on Monday Night Football. Uh, we're going to get to that here in a minute. So whether it is on the virtual gridiron or if it is on the virtual diamond, Lundy, let's hop aboard the Honk Honk Plus bus in you, sir. Secure your favorite wager plus 100 odds or greater this evening. Do share. Well, so I'll tell you what, it, it, uh, my favorite plus odds bet that I've got for you um, is actually in baseball. So I'm going to save that for bonus time because why? Oh. People, people care, Brad. The, the people want the football. They want the pigskin, Brad. That's what they want. They don't want me talking about the hardball. They like the money in their bank account that they're making off my damn hardball picks. But they don't want me to talk about hardball when we are sitting on the plus bus. So instead, Brad, I'm going to take an alt receiving total. On a slightly off the grid name, maybe just a little bit kind of over here, like on the side. How about uh, Rashid Shahid? Is that oh, how you say his one. name? Is that yep, how we say his correct. name? I was afraid I was going to mispronounce it because the only times I've seen him is when I'm doing drafts and things. So I haven't had to say it out loud yet. Uh, Rashid Shahid, if you go over to DraftKings, Brad, for Shahid, 50 or more receiving yards mm. plus 155 Ooh, that's plus sexy. 155 this is a guy that saw significant snap share i know it's only one game i get it it's only one game but when you look at the attention that the rest of the wide receiving core draws from a defensive perspective on this saint squad I think he sits over there and he may be, you know, when you're go when you're a quarterback going through your reads, he might be your second or third read, but he might be the only guy that's open. So given the fact that he's out there on the field, he's got the opportunity. I like the regular number, um, which is sitting in the 30s. I want to say it's right around 36, 35 and a half, 36 and a half, somewhere in there. But there's part of me that likes this idea of throwing maybe a half unit bet on the 50 or more in the chance that the volume is there because the defense is focused heavily on Thomas and Olave. Yeah, I think that's an excellent call there on Rashid Shahid. Uh, I'm with you on that one. That's why I'm getting a little bit choked up. You're, you're choking. I'm I'm choking right now because the Broncos choked. Uh, as Brad oh, knows, as Brad knows, because I shared the screenshot with him. Uh, I had a north of $1,100 parlay that all Denver had to do was win the win! game. There was no spread, no nothing. All they had to do was win the damn game, and they blew an 18-point lead. Uh, yeah, Sean Payton teams uh, in his coaching career, including playoffs, were 72-0 and oh my with gosh. an 18-point or larger lead. And he's now 72-1. and one. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, chugged an entire gallon of Clorox. Way to go, Denver Broncos. Uh, by the way, just to uh, put a capper on a Rashid Jaheed selection, week one, now granted it was against a very weak secondary of the Tennessee Titans, 14.8 yards per target and 17.8 yards per reception. So, you know, Lundy... I uh, get uh, four receptions. I may only take three, honestly, and you're going to cash in on that plus 
money offering. I like some baseball. I know that Lundy is uh, shoving it aside. He's going to wait until bonus what? time, but I am going to give it to you right now because you like it down, and I know you like it very dirty, especially when you're talking about Chaz McCormick. Okay, give me the over one and a half total bases against the Baltimore Orioles at plus 130. Gets seduced by that juice at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's all about maximizing the matchup and the type of pitcher he's going to face. Uh, John Means is a southpaw, left-handed pitcher, and that is who McCormick usually mashes against. This season against LHPs, he's batting 336 with a 1,027 OPS. He's batted over 300 over the last 15 days. Uh, he's gotten at least a hit in 11 of his bat uh, the last 15, and a multitude of those have come. Uh, and the over on the one-and-a-half total base variety. So, uh, tally it all up. Chaz Michael Michael McCormick. Give me the over one-and-a-half total bases against the O's, plus 130 there at DraftKings Sportsbook. With those bets on the board, let's get after it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. Numero Cinco on the countdown today. Again, we got a Monday night football doubleheader. Uh, let's go with the battle of the North uh, between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Browns. No Deontay Johnson. Uh, he is out with a uh, tender hamstring injury. Soft tissue issues uh, could be problematic for him even when he gets uh, healthy and back off the field later this season. But I digress. Who is going to step up? Uh, because they're probably going to be seven, eight, maybe nine targets up for grabs in this game. And I believe it is the rookie Calvin Austin the third. Give me the over. Two and a half receptions. Again, those brownies at minus 145 a little bit heavier juice but i'm willing to pay it or add it to a leg of a parlay available there at DraftKings sportsbook again no deontay in uniform which means the target share should spike for the youngster in week one he ran 28 routes uh he was targeted six times caught six balls and also that went for 37 yards he finished number 22 among all eligible wide receivers receivers and average target separation so he is a guy who is the definition of a dirty worker getting a lot of that action underneath and again that's usually the territory of Deontay Johnson I know he's going to see Ward often in coverage one of the better cover guys in the league uh, week number one he was targeted eight times, gave up four catches in that dominating battle against the Cincinnati Bengals. So pull it all together. I think Calvin Austin, hell, Luddy, he may hit this early. It could be after a couple of drives. I think he's got to be a focal point tonight, along with Pat Fryer-Muth, who I might have some action on a little bit later on in the broadcast. But uh, as it boils down to on this selection, feed or follow Calvin Austin the third over two and a half catches against the Browns minus 145 at DraftKings. So far, your bets here on the podcast, Brad, uh, could basically be the villains in like an 80s John Hughes movie. <laughs> Chaz McCormick, Calvin Austin, the third. Like, these, are all, these are all the D bags that are trying to steal yeah. the good looking girl. Basically, they're the ones that Molly Ringwald is giving the Heisman to. That's basically what you've gone with so far in the all name category. Um, I like this one. It, I'm with you. I actually would not be surprised if he doesn't have the three catches by halftime. 
I, I, it could very easily happen. This one could cash early. You're right that you're giving up a lot of juice, so you might want this to be a parlay or you might want to same game this. But I like it standalone by itself because, again, I think this could be an early cash. He's not a villain. He's a betting hero. Do me right, Calvin Austin the third. Number four. All right, Numero Quattro here on the Fade 5 podcast today. Uh, let's do an SGP and come with me, Lundy, if you dig this one. And I built this at BetMGM and used their odds boost. Uh, that token is available for all the wagers out there uh, in the Monday night double dip. And on this one, I went to Nick Rub-A-Dub-Dub, Chubb, 85-plus rush and receiving yards. I'll have more on that here in a second. And I mentioned Pat Fryer-Muth would be talked about at some point on today's broadcast. Give me him for four or more catches. Just that two-legger, that is it. Chubb, 85-plus rushing receiving. And Pat Fryer-Muth, four or more receptions, plus 180 with that boost available at BetMGM. Ding and more on the Chubb Club and why I'm ordering some bottle service behind that velvet rope. Uh, again, he's probably going to get 15 to 20 balls to the belly in this game. A yards after contact monster. He was top three in that category last year. Uh, and a guy already on pace to be one of the elites in that category after just a single contest. Now, in week one as a receiver, he only ran five routes against the Bengals, but the role was expected to ratchet up for him as a pass catcher with Kareem Hunt no longer a part of this franchise. On those five routes against Cincy, he caught four passes for 21 yards and averaged 4.20 yards per route run, which is the third highest mark among all eligible running backs in week number one. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, right around, hell, he could do this in rushing yards alone, but even if you minimize and say he gets like 75 or so rush yards, I think it's 10 or more receiving yards, build in that cushion to avoid the pushing on this particular prop, uh, given the uh, delightful matchup uh, for the Cleveland Browns as Pittsburgh was trucked in week number one by Christian McCaffrey and the San Francisco 49ers. Then Pat Fryer moved. As I mentioned, uh, a couple players stand to benefit most with Deontay Johnson in street clothes. One, it was Calvin Ridley the third that we already discussed, and I think it's Fryer Muth uh, being the other one. Now, he only caught a couple of passes in the two matchups uh, against the Cleveland Browns last year. But again, that target share uh, could exceed 20% in this game. We know he's got a nice little rapport, established rhythm that he built last season with Kenny Pickett and working away from that very talented secondary of Cleveland in the middle of the field and some of the linebacker matchups is where I think the advantage rests in wagering on this particular prop. So slap out together on this SGP, Nick Chubb, 85-plus rushing receiving yards, Pat Fryer Muth, four-plus receptions, plus 180 with that tasty boost at BetMGM. Lundy, fade or follow. Love the first leg. Um, like the idea of doing Russian receiving yards. Not that it really mattered yesterday, but I had um, an SGP that I did the same kind of concept with James Cook. Instead of focusing in on just his rushing or just his receiving, I took the combo yards uh, on that one. And again, he did, what, a buck 23 on the ground, so it really didn't matter. Um, he was going to hit it no matter what. But this is a good way to be able to play somebody like Nick Chubb. There's plenty of guys actually in the NFL that I would totally, from a running back standpoint, that I would go with the rush plus receiving uh, almost every week. 
week um, just because there are games where the script all of a sudden has them coming out of the backfield catching it as opposed yep. to trying to play between the tackles. So smart play here with Chubb. I'm a little worried about Fryermuth just a little bit on the four plus. Yeah, I'm cringing just slightly. Um, I'd like it a lot better if it was three plus um, than four plus. His yardage, I think, is at 37 and a half, and I'm not touching that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's got me. I, I don't like the yardage. If I'm going to try to play Fryermuth tonight, I'm going to do it on receptions. So I think you're right. I think you you could wind up seeing 15, you know, 17 to 25 percent target share over the course of the evening again some of that being dictated by what's going on in terms of who's available on the roster and who isn't uh you were already talking about johnson so um i'll roll with you with this one but i will tell you i'd like it a lot better at three instead of four for fryermuth oh fryermuth please don't make me pit out my man cash the easy over on the four receptions so we can count our dough on this winner number three Numero Trace here on the Feed 5 Podcast. Uh, let's go to Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, give me the over on 50.5 receiving yards, and this has crept down. It opened at 54.5 at the various sports books, and now is hugging that 50-yard line. I think he's going to hit the over on this with somewhat relative ease. Minus 115 available there at DraftKings Sportsbook. Week number one, it kind of looked like vintage Michael Thomas. Uh, running some uh, quick slants, running some post routes, uh, working in in rhythm with Derek Carr and showing the really tender and soft hands that he possesses. Uh, eight targets, five receptions, 61 yards, 9.8 average depth of target. So didn't work a ton way down the field. Again, where he really is uh, is valuable is an accumulator of catches. Uh, working over the middle of the field and doing a lot of that dirty work, he still logged 24.2% of the team target percentage. I uh, ran 36 routes. It was the 17th most of any wide receivers in week number one. And he is going to get Dante Jackson most often in coverage. Now, Jackson in week numero uno was only targeted one time. Did not give up that one target for a catch, but still a guy that was really kind of a middle-of-the-road DB last year. Uh, much like the preseason ranking, Mike Clay at ESPN had this Carolina secondary at number 18 in the NFL. They gave up 6.4 pass yards per attempt, but who did they play in week one? The run-heavy and happy Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter was still 15 of 18. A lot of nickel and diming, uh, but this is a very much an average defense, an average secondary. I think Thomas can exceed the 51 yards needed to cash a winner on this ticket. So, Lundy, fade or follow does the revival, the renaissance continue for Michael Thomas of Nolens on the over 50.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at DK. Yeah, just don't look for him to do a whole lot after the catch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's like catch down, um, which is kind of where he is, which means you do need the volume, which is why last week's eight targets is important because it's how you're going to wind up getting to this reception yards total. It's not going to be because he catches one, well, not likely, uh, that he's going to catch one and then break it for another 18 to 20 after the catch with some safety cutting him down uh, along the sideline. He's not somebody that does that. He's not breaking free. So you do need the volume. The targets were there. You already talked about that. I thought I, I was impressed. I mean, I, I, you never know yeah. what to expect with some of the, especially receivers as they get older. I know we all talk about the magic 30 number with running backs. Sometimes with receivers, if you've gone through, you've gone through quarterback changes, he's gone through injuries, he's gone through coaching changes. I didn't know whether I trusted him or not. And he actually looked pretty good last week. So I'm going to try to ride with this one again. Let's hope it doesn't buck us. 
Please stay healthy. Stay away, injury imp, and stay upright, Michael Thomas. Number two. All right, numero dos here on the Fade 5 podcast. Oh, I cannot believe this available at Plus Money. It's even Steven, but I hopped aboard the bandwagon with both cheeks firmly planted on it regardless, and that is Rub-A-Dub-Dub, Nick Chubb. Yeah, we're ordering a Magnum-sized bottle behind that velvet rope of the Chubb Club, and I'm going to grind on a brass pole if this sucker hits uh, at some point this evening, and I think it will. Give me him for an anytime touchdown. Again, best odds in the industry right now at BetMGM at plus 100. Everywhere else uh, that I saw this morning, it was at minus odds and for good damn reason. So I'm going to take advantage of that very soft offering. Uh, Week one, uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals, 18 carries, a buck 06, did not find the end zone. Only had two red zone rush attempts in that game, which is somewhat uncharacteristic behind a plus offensive line. Still, that appreciable 3.50 yards after contact per attempt, forced three missed tackles overall, and the Steelers. They got trounced. They got mashed. They got bashed on that ground uh, by another explosive runner, and that is named uh, the CMC Football Factory. Christian McCaffrey gave up six yards per carry, 162 rush yards, and that long rushing TD to CMC there in week number one. And, you know, maybe they go like the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Remember in week one, uh, they got absolutely owned in the trenches. And last night, they were quite respectable against the New England Patriots. So still, we got limited sample sizes here. Maybe they rectify uh, a lot of the issues they had in week one. But I still have some serious question marks. I do have some injuries on that defensive line, missing Hayward in particular. So pull it all together. Nick Chubb, does he score a touchdown? I say, hells to the yes, he does at plus 100. Available at BetMGM. Lundy. Fade or follow. I have no analysis for this whatsoever. Folks, they're giving it to you at plus odds. Take it. Like, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is when sometimes we can throw all the numbers into it. We can, th- but when every book is saying, hey, this is minus 115, minus 120, minus 120, and then somebody goes, here it is at plus 100. Sometimes I, I mean, maybe, maybe you feel a little bit reluctant. And so you make it a half unit bet or a three quarter unit bet or something like that, just because you're worried that maybe the books know something you don't. But at the same time, if somebody's giving you 20, 25, 30 points of a difference in a payday, there's times when that actually from a sports betting standpoint is worth jumping on just because there is that discrepancy. You better shop around, shop, shop, shop and stop at BetMGM. Bet on Nick Chubb to score tonight. Number one. All right, Numero Uno here on the Feed 5 Countdown. Let's go with another rushing prop, and it's tied to a dual-threat quarterback, and that is other than Deshaun Watson. Home going to make some dollar-dollar bills, y'all, on his over 24.5 rush yards. Uh, minus 112 available there at FanDuel. Everywhere else in the industry, it's a tick higher. 25 and a half, and I would still play that if, you know, you only have an account at BetMGM or DraftKings or at Caesars. Go ahead and, you know, shell out uh, the Bucks for the added rush yard on the prop because I still think he's going to go north of like 27, 28 in this game. So I probably play this number up to about 27 and a half. And week number one, uh, he had uh, five attempts, averaged five yards per carry and ran for 45 yards. Uh, and remember last season and week number 18, his lone matchup against the Steel Towners, he went for 44 yards in that game. Uh, so if uh, the rush issues defensively 
uh, continue to be a problem for Pittsburgh. Remember, they were number 28 in EPA rush defense a week ago. I mentioned the 6.0 yards per carry allowed to the running back position. Uh, Nick Chubb will get his. Deshaun Watson will take advantage on designed or opportunistic runs in this one. I mean, Brock Purdy ran for 20 against the Steelers in week one, and he's uh, not nearly uh, the talented of a runner as Deshaun Watson is. So I think the dual threat will be on display. Give me the over on Deshaun Watson. 24.5 rush yards, minus 112 at FanDuel. Lundy, my top play of the day, fade or follow. One of my favorites for tonight. Uh, I do like this. I, I will say I'll, I'll go ahead and, you know, I'll, I'll do the shop around that we were just talking about when you get the opportunity with Nick Chubb. You can do the same thing with this one. I'm okay with it at 25 and a half. I'm with you. I, I'm not too concerned about the difference of the yard. I think he's going to finish in the upper 20s. But if he finds one lane, I mean, it could be like like yesterday with that stupid Broncos game. I mean, the first design scramble that Russell Wilson had, he went for 14 yards. Um, you know, so it could you could see something like that with Deshaun Watson, where he rattles off a major chunk of this on one carry, especially if it's a designed run. He's got his blockers downfield in front of him, and he sneaks out an extra four or five yards, uh, you know, picking up a first down. So you put all of that together. I know I can see exactly why this is your favorite. It's also one of mine. It opened earlier this week at 23, folks, and as Brad said, up to 24 and a half at FanDuel, 25 and a half almost everywhere else. Yeah, which means he's only going to run for like uh, 2.45 yards in the end, but so be it! Run, Watson, run! And we're going to spend right now through some bonus time action, whether on the diamond, I know Luddy's got a couple of wagers there, or the national football league. Uh, Luddy, what do you got on your card on this Manic Monday? Well, I might be stealing one from you, Brad, but when we're looking at this Monday night affair uh, in uh, Charlotte, um, I got to go with Jamal Williams for a touchdown. Um, I, I, you know, like I said, I may be stealing yeah. a little thunder from you. I know you like him a lot, especially when they get down into the goal line situations, the guy that they want to be able to lean on. But you can find that one roughly plus 120. Uh, it varies between plus 110 and plus 120, depending upon your book. So shop around a little bit. See if you can get yourself some extra points uh, as much as possible out of that one. Uh, Brad, I'm also going to throw this one at you as an early one. Uh, folks, uh, once again, uh, I, I was there. Uh, I witnessed what happened at Mile High. Uh, I mean, frankly, the, the Hail Mary was right in front of me. My seats are in the south end zone. Uh, and so the Hail Mary was right there, which was just wild. Because, by the way, there was maybe only 25% of the fans still in the stands. People, yeah. people bailed. People bailed on this team. It was absolutely ugly. I think this line is going to move between now and next Sunday. You can get the Dolphins right now, minus 6.5 at standard juice, minus 110. I think that line is going to ultimately get to 7.5. And, and I don't like the idea of that touchdown hook. So I jumped on that one this morning. I'm taking Miami. I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm laying the 6.5. Uh, this Broncos team cannot figure shit out right now. Um, and Sean Payton, I do not understand what the hell was wrong with with his play calling in the second half, yeah. but it went completely downhill. Um, guy sitting in the stands right in front of me, Brad, actually said, is he purposely tanking so that they can draft a quarterback? Like, I mean, that's how blatantly bad the play calling was in the second half. 
for the Broncos, for a guy that's supposed to be a genius when it comes to his play calling. So again, I'm leaning early. I like what I see out of Miami and what I see out of out of McDaniel and his squad right now. So I'm laying the six and a half and I'm doing it before that gets to seven and a half. Let me go over to the baseball diamond for you this evening. Simple two-leg money line for you this evening. Both of them road teams, but both of them road teams that I think are in the right position to pick up a victory. Let's start with the Milwaukee Brewers. They are on the road taking on uh, St. Louis and most importantly on the bump will be Adam Wainwright or should we say Adam Wayne wrong. Um, Milwaukee has won seven out of their last 10 games. They are looking in that in that just controlling position in the NL Central. I say they pick up a victory tonight. They just that that lineup should find success against Wainwright and therefore carry themselves uh, forward to a victory. So Milwaukee on the money line. The other one that I like, yes, I know that they've lost three in a row, but you know what cures all ails? The Oakland A's. So give me Seattle on the money line as well. Even though Seattle has struggled here over the course of the last weekend, they're going up against an Oakland team that they are 9-1 and one against this season. Give me Seattle on the money line. Give me Milwaukee on the money line here with the hardball. Over at DK, put that one together. Just a two-legger at plus 146. And then let me talk about Pete Alonzo, shall we? A guy that likes to, uh, first of all, likes to send it over the fence. Maybe not as much as Matt Olson, but he likes to be able to send it over the fence. Um, lifetime against Edward Cabrera, and that is who he will match up against on the road with Miami. He is three for 10. He's only batting 300 against him. Lifetime, it's only three for 10, but all three of them are home runs for crying out loud. So total bases for Alonzo. You got to go snag this one at FanDuel. Frankly, a lot of the books just have his total bases at a half, which is stupid. But Weird. if you go FanDuel, you can play him for two or more. That is plus 140. Another thing to wow. keep in Pete Alonzo, by the way, over the course of the season, his batting average is 202 at home. It's 243 on the road, and that is where the Mets are as they take on the Marlins. So a couple of baseball plays there for you. Snuck in some stuff for Monday Night Football. I know Brad's got more. I'll have more coming up later on the spreadsheet. I yield the floor to the gentleman from Illinois. All right, let's go to the team. Huevos Parlay play of the day, and it's a doozy. Look how many legs this sucker is. I feel like Calvin Ridley, uh, which means it's going to end disastrously. So on this SGP, if you dig it, come with me. Uh, in the matchup between the New Orleans Saints and Carolina Panthers, Jonathan Mingo, leg numero uno, 10-plus yards. Michael Thomas, leg numero dos, three-plus receptions. Hayden Hurst, uh, leg numero tres, uh, two-plus receptions. Chris Olave, cuatro at 55 plus yards. Derek Carr, Cinco at 170 plus pass yards. And Bryce Young, under! Under it says! At 250 pass yards. Put all those together. Plus 240 there at DraftKings. Uh, just give you some quick info on each of these legs. Jonathan Mingo, 10 plus yards. Uh, he ran 36 routes. A healthy amount there in week number one for this Panthers team. Five targets to work at for two catches, 17 yards. Got to be a similar workload. Again, I just need one catch for 10 yards, and we cash in on that leg. Michael Thomas, for all the reasons we mentioned earlier, uh, probably going to have a sizable workload. Put another seven to nine target game for him. I think he's going to catch a minimum of four balls. All I need is three. Uh, then you look at Hayden Hurst, another guy that ran a shit ton of routes in week number one, uh, 27 in total at seven targets, five receptions, 41 yards, and a touchdown against his former employer there in the Atlanta Falcons. You might say, revenge game is over, Evans. Yeah, that may be the case. 
but uh, usually a tight end is a young, inexperienced quarterback's best friend, and that's who Bryce Young is. Uh, Chris Olave, 55-plus yards. I need 13 fantasy points to win my stinking matchup this week, so I'm all in. I'm rooting hard for the former Ohio State Buckeye. He should be able to torch uh, the opposition in this one. Went for 147 and 60 in a pair of matchups against Carolina last season. 10 targets, 8 for 112, and was top 10 in total air yards in week number one. Derek Carr, 170 plus. We uh, went over uh, 300 pass yards in week number one and should be able to do this against a very, again, average secondary uh, with the weapons that he has around him and Alave and Thomas and Rashid Shaheed, Lundy's favorite. Uh, in the meanwhile, Bryce Young under 250 pass yards. Uh, Bryce Young, if you see what he did in week number one, he had some impressive moments, uh, but he also looked like a rookie. Uh, 38 attempts for a buck 48. That is it. Uh, New Orleans gave up just 5.82 pass yards per attempt in week one. So to recap, Mingo, 10-plus yards. Thomas, 3-plus receptions. Hurst, 2-plus receptions. Alave, 55-plus yards. Carr, 170-plus pass yards. And Bryce Young, under 250 pass yards. A cool plus 240 gets a deuce by that juice at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, I have exhausted all of my Monday night football plays. Let's go to the diamond. I got one more play for you, Lundy. You better call Tyrone, as in Tyrone Taylor. You already said the magic words, and that being Adam Wainwright. And you look at Taylor, what he has done in his Major League Baseball career. He has faced Wainwright 14 times, has collected six hits, two for homers, seven RBI, and a 1,257 OPS. Tyrone has been stinking, scorching at the dish to boot, getting regular playing time. He's been over this number five times in the month of September. He's batting 391 over the last seven days. So against a pitcher that sorely needs to just pack it up, head home, and retire, he tees off against Adam Wainwright, plus one. 30 on him over one and a half total bases available at DraftKings. I'm out of breath. We are out of time. I am out of picks. And if I give you any more football wagers, they're bound to lose anyway, because we are still drowning in units lost. So hopefully I'll be able to write the ship sometime soon. Regardless, if we get some entertainment out of this podcast, please drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly also fade or follow emphasis on fade. Our picks on the X uh, or the Twitter. Uh, Lundy, check out his selections at Nate Lundy. Check out mine at Noisy Huevos for the incomparable Nathaniel Lundy. I'm Brad Evans. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Rashid Jade.